generate is supporting my vision to improve the financial literacy of 100,000 Kiwis by sponsoring Keep the Change. Cheers, Generate. Head to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to find out more. Getting in the KiwiSaver fund that suits you and your situation is key to making sure you're maximising your investment. Generate are an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of long-term performance and they can help you do exactly this. Their advisors can meet with you to talk about all your options when it comes to KiwiSaver to help you decide what's best for you. Too many people never get KiwiSaver advice, but not you. Go to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to book a no-obligation chat with a Generate advisor. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited. And of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. We talked today, uh, the stock market in the last couple of weeks has been correcting, if that's the right verb. And a lot of the air is out of the so-called bubble. Should people be selling everything and getting out of the market now because the markets are going down or is this the time to buy? Uh, for, first of all, I'm, I'm not here to give a lot of advice, but I'll give you the following thoughts. Um, we won't tell anybody, just give us a uh, Okay, just, okay. just on our own. Uh, what's happened is the... They produced a lot of debt and gave out a lot of money. And so everybody's got money, and it's also very easy to borrow money to buy things. And as a result, if you create much more buying power, then you create goods and services. You've got a lot much more inflation. And the Federal Reserve has been behind the curve, slower to tighten monetary policy. And as a result, we're now starting to see the rise in interest rates to be able to deal with that. As that happens, all assets compete with each other. So now that free money is still going to be cheap money, but it's going to be um, a bit higher. So interest rates, let's say bond yields, have gone up about 1%. Now you take that and you adjust. Everything is the present value of future cash flows, but it means that that interest rate goes up a percent. That means all the other assets have to adjust. We're in a process of making that kind of adjustment. That means the days that we've had before, the easy days where they dump money on you and you don't have much inflation and you don't have much tightness, those are past. And now we're in a different kind of part of the cycle. Welcome in. Oh, big words, eh? Papa Ray. Yeah. Shit, that's good. So that is from February 2022. So it's not... Oh, interesting. Yeah. So that's already... Because you remember the peak of the bubble effectively November, December 2021. Yep. yep. So by February, uh, Grandpa, Uncle Ray, Dalio... Uncle is, Ray Ray. Yeah, he's been interviewed and he's telling people, look, you know, the easy times are, are gone, but... There, in February 2022, he still would have been ahead of his time because interest rates still had a long way to be jacked up, both in New Zealand and America. But he's yeah. always ahead. Yeah, yeah. He seems to be one of the ones that's on it, right? He's a pretty good understanding of the mechanics of the monetary system. And yeah, um, I've heard him say that the Federal Reserve... Uh, he's talking about America getting into trouble if interest rates are at 5%, the federal fund rate. Really? What's it at the moment? Four point something? Yeah, low yeah. fours. Okay. Sheesh. Um, and that, that looks like the, bank collapses and all sorts. Well, government's not being able to service the debt without yeah. doing something drastic with taxes. Or The problem is with like that, if, if you've got a, a 130% debt to GDP and the, and the government has this debt, it's all been borrowed over the last 10, 20 years at these interest rates that have just kept dropping and dropping and dropping, rolling them over, rolling them over, and it's down at, you know, under 1%, mm. even less. And then you put them up to, you know, 5 um, and then you have a much higher mortgage, uh, mortgage repayment, effectively it is a mortgage repayment, a much higher repayment to make um, because the interest on that debt is much larger. And where does the government get that money from? Tax receipts. Mm. And the... Th- the issue with it is what he talks about is that okay, you're raising the interest rates on on the on the people as well, not just the government, and they're contracting. So uh, 
there's a political problem down the line coming up where they're like, we can't pay our bills. Normally we just take it off you guys to pay our bills, but you are also tight for cash too because we jacked up the rates and everyone had a bit too much debt. So it's like it comes to a head, right? And that's where you hear people talking about sovereign debt bubbles and all this kind of shit. Mm. Um, if anything, people are asking for tax relief. Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah, saying... It's the other way. Yeah. Which and I also reckon, and we have a different scenario in New Zealand. Our Actually, our debt to GDP was amazing. It went from 45 to 30 overnight last year. Rejig the calculations, <laughs> brother. <laughs> but I think um, the the cost of the debt, so... We have the same thing, right? Our, our cost of debt for the government's debt um, will be starting to roll over about now and they'll start paying much, much higher interest rates on it. And if the economy contracts, they're like, oh, where are we going to get that money from? And I reckon that's why you've seen National back out of their so-called tax cuts. We're going to remove every tax at Luxon's first speech. Yep. We're going to remove every tax that Labor put in place. Yeah. Go do the calculation on their calculation now. 39% still in there, baby. Yeah. They're just full of shit. And I, I reckon it's kind of because of that. Mm. Because they're like, oh shit, we would have to do some heavy austerity to make sure we meet these numbers with this new debt cost that's coming up if we take Parliament and have control next financial year. Yeah. So what Ray's telling us in that is basically that we had such a run with cheap debt and that pushes up assets because it's easy for us to get cash and then we get excited. We think, well, I'm, I'm going to have invest into these stocks as well and why would I put it into the bank? Because, mm-hmm. you know, that's just a, a waste because I'm only going to get 1% interest and I'm going to pay tax on that. So I'm, I'm going to get me some Bitcoin as well. I'm going to, maybe I'll get a rental property. And so then those types of assets, they increase in value. But then as interest rates increase, then they become less attractive because, now, bank accounts that are, that can um, provide a return through interest rates, they are going to become a bit more appealing. So mm. people think, well, I'm going to stack some money and turn deposits. And now we're in April 2023, so a year and a bit on from Ray telling us that, and we've never seen or had more money in turn deposits. Mm. So then that money can't go into the stock market or into the property market or into different types of assets. So, or yeah. or just the fact that interest rates have gone up, that our excess cash that we did have is starting to be sucked up by debt servicing, as in your mortgage has gone from three to seven or six, and mm. that's like, oh, shit, that's an extra $200 a week coming out of my pocket. I'm just going to be a bit more careful with everything. Yeah, I'm going to turn off my auto-invest into sharesies. I'm going to, you know, probably... Yeah. Stop contributing to KiwiSaver. Yeah, yeah right. all these things start happening, and that's basically pausing upward pressure on the value of things right we're trying to stop it from inflating and that's stock prices you know kiwisaver funds all of these things definitely now we've had it very good in terms of the stock market for quite some time now Mm -hmm. and our kiwisaver balance have kind of just keep moving up one way and then we've got the invention or access to things like sharesies and hatch and and easy crypto to get some cryptocurrencies and stuff. And we're just thinking, wow, you know, this is just, you put your money in, you log in the next month, and it's usually increased in value. How good. Uh, but now we are down the other side where it is not happening anymore. And basically other assets are becoming more valuable. People have priorities for where that cash is going to go. And so the money's not going into those assets, and if anything, we're watching those go down in value yeah. as well. I mean, up the 10 years leading up to 2021, 
the S&P 500 index compounded returns on average of 17%. Shit. So even looking back at that now, that seems astonishing. Yeah. But then I remember in 2021, it was pretty normal to hear stuff. You talk about, you know, cryptos and shares and all this shit for like 50%. Tesla went up like a 1,000% in two years or something. It was nuts. People were putting money in and then saying, oh, I'm going to use my gains to buy one. Yeah. Stuff like that. It was <laughs> fucking nuts. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, looking back at now, it's like, and now we're like, oh, term deposits look mean at 5%. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. such a different environment, right? Definitely. You've already noticed the change. So, And now what people are saying is, and how this topic sort of come about is I said to you one day, mate, like, imagine if it just doesn't recover for 10 years. Mm. Like, imagine if this is just what we're in for a decade. And so many people were getting in to sharesies and investing in KiwiSaver just when it was real frothy, getting excited by it. And now they're just going to go, this fucking sucks. Mm. This and, and literally that video, they're saying expect a 3 to 4% return potentially over the next 10 years uh, before inflation, wasn't it? Maybe, yeah. Yeah, and you're like, well, so you're not even really getting ahead. Yeah, well, Uncle Ray Ray and a few other people have been caught later on in the year, so this is closer to the end of 2022. Um, Uncle Ray Ray said, a lost decade for stocks is possible. It looks likely to me that the inflation rate will stay significantly above what people and the Federal Reserve want it to be. Shit. So, I mean, I've... We've been telling people that for a long time. Yeah, so I'm starting on this. I'm trying to get people to understand that uh, inflation historically has never come down in history as fast as the Reserve Bank's target says it will. So you either have to believe that they're going to rewrite the history books and do something that's never been done before or believe that they're wrong. And I don't know, like I'll probably take Daly on this one, eh? Same. <laughs> Just because he's worth 18 billion. <laughs> and he's studied, <laughs> he's spent his whole year studying history. He's spent his whole life. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, did I say year? Yeah. <laughs> his whole life yeah. studying history and, and basically how it works. Yeah. And, you know, you... People might not have heard of this guy, uh, investor Stanley Druckenmiller. He was famous for being George Soros' right hand when they shorted the pound and made a billion dollars in a day. Um, very smart investor, one of the best of all time, averaged 30% returns for his 15 years while he was running the fund. Nuts. Um, and he said, I wouldn't be surprised. In fact, it's my central forecast that the Dow, the Dow Jones Industrial Index, won't be much higher in 10 years than it is today. Holy shit. Yeah. So there um, we go. Like, and, and pointing to the reversal of years and years of easing monetary policy. So, like, these guys, all of them are known to say stuff and then change their minds. Yeah, because we could then have a Q5 event where we're like, fuck it, we're just going to print to the moon again. Who cares? Let's go to 300% yeah. GD, uh, debt to GDP. Yeah, the, yeah, we might wake up in, in you know, 2035 and the Fed's balance sheet might be $100 trillion. Who knows? Yeah. Um, and I can tell you what, if they fucking turn the printer on again, everyone is ready. Like, yeah. stocks are going to get bought up. <laughs> I think a lot of people won't be able to take advantage of it because they won't have any cash because they'd have been beaten down by trying to pay back mortgages and stuff like no, that. No, no, they'll get given it. Stimmies. Oh, I gotcha. Okay, yeah. what was I fucking thinking? Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, so like these guys are heavy hitters and they've been around and they've studied and you know, when when Ray Dalio says 
we could experience a lost decade, it doesn't mean it's going to happen. No. Um, they also clip this stuff out and put in these news articles, but if you find the actual interviews with them, they talk about how a productivity boom can really just change the angle of how the global economy is going. And f- honestly, for me right now, I feel like AI might have a bit of a play in that, Yeah. depending on how whether it eats us or mm. we, we learn to use it correctly. Um, but, yeah, so there's little little global positive things that are happening. Like, you know, we've got war and shit going on, but then there's also this productivity stuff. So there's some – it's a bit, a bit of a who knows. But when Ray Dalio refers to – he calls it the lost decade. Um, this has actually happened before to a major economy, and it was Japan. And Japan basically came out of – World War Two and just had this unreal run in terms of global economy. Um, I think I was trying to find it in here before. I think they had the biggest global, uh, biggest national GDP in the globe for one at one point, which was amazing. America was still the superpower, um, but basically, <laughs> it's it's uncanny when you see they had this gigantic boom. Right, they were doing. Banks were lending, everything was going good. They were lowering interest rates, and you know they're making all these cars and Panasonic and TVs and you know appliances. Like every fridge used to be a Panasonic, all this shit. And I just found this clip in the news here about what happened when it stopped. And to be honest, it's never come right. Japan's still kind of cooked. Yeah, it's yeah. always been at between zero and one percent growth. It goes in and out of recession all the time. Um. And they have unlimited QE, which is unlimited money supply. They they have been basically doing what they call yield curve control for 30 years, which is basically the the Reserve Bank just prints money, buys bonds, keeps interest rates low to keep the economy stimulated. So it's like false false interest rates, not not letting the market choose the pricing. Um, But listen to this. Trying to deflate speculation and keep inflation in check, the Bank of Japan sharply raised interbank lending rates in late 1989. This sharp policy caused the bursting of the bubble and the Japanese stock market crashed. Equity and asset prices fell, leaving overly leveraged Japanese banks and insurance companies with books full of bad debt. As a result, bank bank, bank credit growth stagnated, turned into a giant recession. And it never has really come back. And what does that sound like to you? <laughs> Sounds familiar. <laughs> so this is the kind of thing that Daly is referring to, right? Because it was they let it go for so long. Uh, if you think about it, Ray's talking about it from 2008 when they started printing to 2022 when they stopped. Mm. So he's talking about that period. Um, they let it go for so long and it was all of your... The, the people in the country's behaviour changed and got used to it. Um, and now they're like, oh, cool, we're going to turn it off and just rug pull it from under everyone. Yeah. You, we have to. Yeah. And then it just, it just, it's like, oh, cool. It's kind of like, right, we're burning it to the ground now. We've had our fun. And I think what happens is we have this, like, 10-year period of not knowing, not having any certainty of, of what's next. And you're just forced to work and you might start earning more but you're just chasing this inflation rate the whole time you know like yeah we we all might be on a million dollar incomes in 10 years 
but we're living in the same house and with the same car and, you know, yeah. it just doesn't make sense. Well, when our inflation data came out the other day to 31 March 2023, Infometrics basically said that uh, a household's average costs are now $10,000 dearer than 31 March 2021. Fuck, that's a lot, man. Yeah. So basically, you need a $15,000 increase in your income before in tax. your household yeah. yeah, before tax. So you lose 30 percent 33 for most uh 30 percent even 30 you know take some kiwi saver off too let's just say um you know to actually fifteen thousand dollar pay rise in the household to actually just just to be where cover you were the increased cost to stay in the period, same spot just to stay in the same spot Fuck, that's and, crazy eh? and at that ten thousand dollars you know that's everybody's got a tr- different true inflation rate correct you know you can't Everybody lives differently. They do yep. have different products. You know, I don't have any baby products. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. whereas other people do. You don't, don't have, have any an, petrol, mate. No, I don't have any petrol <laughs> yeah. anymore. I don't have any pet food. But you know, for different people yep. with different things in their life, like I've got pet food. You've lived. <laughs> sorry, sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> How is Donnie? All right. Oh, mate, he is. Uh, he is. I think there's something wrong with him. Yeah. Yeah. Look. Holy jeez, he can scratch. Yeah, like, need to get a little scratch pad, mate. He doesn't. Uh, he's. He's. I mean, he's named after Donald Trump. He's just like him. Just full noise. Yeah, confident and aggressive. Does he, get, does he have the hands going? He like does. Yeah, just, <laughs> wow, they're clawing it's a great me. nation. Yeah, I can't do it good, Donald Trump. <laughs> um, but yeah, I wrote down here, it's going to get harder to get money. Now, what that means is, obviously, it's going to get harder to get debt because mm. less people are going to want to lend it because people are going to look too risky. Now, there'll be le- then less in supply, but it'll be harder to get money. What that means is, okay, well, you fast forward from 2021 to 2023, and you get a $15,000 pay rise and you think, fuck yeah, we're balling here in the household. But you realise, well, actually, you haven't got any extra money mm. because it's just the same as two years ago. And if inflation stays above where we want it to be and we're chasing our tail, then it's harder to get the money and, and pull it aside for yeah. us to go, cool, I've actually got some left over here. Mm-hmm. And that's what we all need to be thinking of because most people will never think about that. They will just go, oh, my employer will take care of me. They might change the tax brackets and we'll get tricked into this false sort of sense of, oh, you know, I, I actually am doing a little bit better now. I've got a few bucks left over, but yeah, what are you doing with that? And then you've got to try and create those habits over a long period of time or you've got to change what you're doing. So you've got to go, yeah, I will go mow the neighbor's lawn mm-hmm. or I will do uh, something that is going to bring some extra income into my household because most Kiwis are lazy and they won't try. And it's probably just most humans. So it still is possible. Yeah, that gives you an advantage, though. Yeah, the, the longer it takes other people to figure out. Yeah, yeah, you, you've got the ability to go and hunt that cash. Yeah, I've been working seven days for four years. It's you can do it. <laughs> you can do it. Yeah, um, but if we so, I, what I want people to do just quickly before we jump back into Japan, I want people to search NZX fifty chart over time on Google. Now, this will pull up for you S and P NZX fifty index. And you can get a quick graph of basically uh, going right back to 2003. And you can see it just moving up and to the right. And especially in 2009, uh, it just starts to crank. And it's just moving one-way traffic from 2012 up to 2018, all the way up to 2020. And then, bang, you know, we hit COVID. Uh, but, of course, around that time, too, we're, we're talking sharesies. And people are thinking, oh, mean, you know, I'm in the game here. Like, get me in here. So that's if you have the graph set to max. If you go to the five years, you can see all of the choppiness. So you could see the nice bubble up right through to 2020. We march it, bang, the pandemic uh, rips out the market and then the money gets printed and it's you know rolling again and it peaks out around January 2021 and then it's just been choppy as shit but it's basically stagnating and at the moment it is basically exactly back to 
March 2020. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're probably, what we're saying is that, you know, you think in, in that time, you think about that, okay, so you've had one, two, three years of inflation, mm. but your funds and management Shares are back at the exact same, same dollar value. Yeah. And this is why it's so important to dollar cost average and to create habits mm. over time. Because if you try and time the market and shit, you will just get rolled. But we may have to just get into a period of accepting that if we go back to this graph and look back to 2009, like maybe that's why we needed to be dollar cost averaging through there with yeah, hindsight. Man. I was listening to a Bitcoin podcast the other day and they were talking about dollar cost averaging. And at the top, Bitcoin, I think, was. 69,000 US dollars, nearly 100 grand New Zealand. And they were saying it's come all the way down and it got down to about 15,500 US dollars and now it's back at about 29,000 US dollars. So it mm. went all the way down like 75% or whatever. They were saying if you dollar cost averaged in from every day. From the top. From the top. Fuck, I knew it. Yep. From $69,000 as of today, because you got to buy some at that $15,000 mark, at $29,000 you're in profit. Well, I actually looked at this chart about a month ago. It blew my mind. Yeah, and I, I was thought, like, I bet it loosely looks like about uh, a profitable average there. Yeah. and But we don't do it. We like As soon as we get into these periods, we go, cool. Like, fuck shearsies, Benny McKee, saver. Yeah, I get it if you're paying down your mortgage faster, for instance, and you're getting a guaranteed return because shearsies going to shaft you with fees mm-hmm. or, or any investment platform. So then you lose that part of it. Uh, and then you're paying tax on some dividends, for instance, and then the shares aren't even going up in value. But if you're paying down your mortgage faster, you know that you're paying off a liability. Mm-hmm. You're definitely guaranteeing yourself a return by decreasing the amount of time that you're shackled by the bank to transfer the money back for the box of sticks that you got them to pay for you. Yeah. So have a look at that graph, and that will just give you a little bit of understanding of, okay, we've, we've had it probably pretty good. Uh, and even if I look at my own KiwiSaver portfolio, which I manage myself. <laughs> oh, Luke Buffett over here? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you're you've about to find out. 2019, <laughs> mate, uh, my return 6.71%. 2020, 14.36%. 2021, 24.65% oh. return. The fuck is up now? You know, <laughs> I am waiting. I am at this stage, I'm waiting for Craig's to call me and say, you know, mate. Do you, you sure? want to take yeah. our top job? Yeah. Are you sure you don't <laughs> want to manage everyone's KiwiSaver portfolios? <laughs> and the call never came, which was interesting. <laughs> and this is perhaps because in 2022, if I look at my return to 0.98%. Okay, Ooh. not too bad. Not too, I mean, at least I didn't lose any money. However, in the 2023 financial year, which has just finished, my return negative 6.71%. Ooh, plus a 7.3% inflation rate on top of that. I was hoping you wouldn't remind me. <laughs> <laughs> but on average there, there's about a 6 point something percent return mm. over those years. But that is through a very choppy sort of four, well, through a, like a boom, yeah, it's, and it's, now we come down the other side. That the, the DCA works though, right? Mm. Even though you're managing it yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, but what I think we need to be careful about for everybody is that, you know, anybody could be a hero. Like Luke could go work at Craig's through that period mm. and be like, hey guys, I'm, you know, I'm cranking over 7% returns here. Like, how, how are you guys getting on? They'll be like, oh yeah, man. Like, fucking well, well done. Uh, but what can you do over a long window? And that's where I think don't you don't want to be getting advice from your mates that have been putting money into the share market for the last 18 months, for the last three years, um, you know, even 2019 through to now, you know, you want to be 
understanding the stuff from people that have been in the game for ages and they've seen shit go up and down. But I think you need to emotionally get yourself ready for the fact that your KiwiSaver may not be as sexy as it was over the last three years. It could be boring as shit every year or every month when you log in. Uh, the same thing with your Sharesies account because perhaps as some of these massive timers that have spent their whole life studying these subjects, they're telling us, well, look, you know, don't have your hopes too high for returns. But mm. that's okay. Like if you, there will be chances to gain a return because as soon as something bad happens in the market, it, you know, it will shit the bed, single socks and stuff. But if you're slowly investing into things that you genuinely believe in, you might catch the bottom by mistake. But it's not really a mistake when mm. you set a, a dollar cost average. And then all of a sudden you're in again the next week. And then again, and you're thinking, but then bang, it comes back again. You think, oh God, I thought I was making some traction. But if you're literally looking at a 10-year time window or period or just looking out longer, you shouldn't even really worry about this stuff. You should no. just know, well, sweet, at least I'm going to keep stacking in. And you're building the habit. You're getting used to not having access to that cash. And then maybe we go on a bull run again at some stage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you when they turn the printers so. on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I uh, and and talking about like crashes and things like that. Um, one of the best things I ever heard from from an old timer was, if you get like into the doom and gloom, right? Like the gold, you need gold because money's going to die and all that. And you know, how will you even get your money off sharesies? You know, all those yeah. like the real doom and gloom stuff. If you think like that, t- just just think to yourself. To believe that markets and things will not continue and turn to dust is also to believe that human greed will cease to exist. Mm, ain't no chance. Not a chance. Yeah. <laughs> it is always, people will always look. And also, humans, they're little productive little animals and we'll just, you know, you don't know what company's being built right now in someone's garage that's going to be the next big thing yeah um you know like there's all sorts of things and reasons why like even if it gets uh, like hard and we have some stagflation or a lost decade or whatever it is um that it's okay you yeah you die i'm gonna use this quick way to think about this because it's the sort of thinking you know if you go into a contractionary period of recession people start to question the decisions that they're making or think you know would i invest in that or should i or what's the best you know thing to do but think about someone who's about to have a child and they are pregnant and they've got a due date. They are not going to be like, well, it's a recession, fuck. Um, like probably shouldn't have this baby. Like it's, <laughs> it's too late by then. And you're going into the hospital, you're going to get the same treatment, hopefully if our nurses are still there and <laughs> fucked off to Australia, <laughs> yeah. you know, you're going to get the same treatment from somebody in there as you are when we're in a bull run. And you're going to get home and you're not going to give a fuck about what's happening in the stock market. No. You're, you're going to be like, you know what I need to do? I need to feed this kid every day. Yeah. And I'm a bit of a believer in that, eh? Like, money isn't everything. Yeah. But I think it's a good reminder that you wouldn't then be like, shit, we're in a recession. I'm going to just, uh, I'm going to ease back on the first 90 days of this baby. 
I might not actually contribute to this baby because I'm just <laughs> a little bit worried about it not growing. Just going to cancel my dollar cost averaging of feeding it every yeah. five five hours. Yeah, it might just have a quick word to it and say, you know Maybe what, like, you know what, I've got a sneaking suspicion with you that you're not quite going to give me back what I thought you were. <laughs> so we're going to lay off the the calories for yeah. you. You get, you're only going to get a once a day. <laughs> You know, so you're gonna, you're going, you're still going to commit to growth with a child. You're gonna be like, my main fucking job is to keep this thing alive and to get it growing. Yeah. Now that's the same concept that you need to then apply back to your. It, it is funny when you start thinking about these things. How everything is similar to nature. Mm. You know, like that's the same thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, kid is in nature and you need to feed it and keep it alive and then keep it healthy and make it grow. And You're doing all the right things and it has a fucking meltdown. Eh, fucking shitting on the carpet, you know, losing it. And you're not like, nah, there it is. We're, yeah. Now we're in a depression, okay? So yeah. look, we're just, we're just, we're just, so we're just ease back on this one now. Yeah. You're like, no way. We yeah. are committed to this. We are dollar cost averaging into this child and we're going to help create it to become uh, the best child that it can be because we know that if we nurture it daily, that's all we can do. And then we just have to kind of see what happens. That's going to go into its own, its own, uh, you know, identity, and it'll figure the rest of its life out for for you, for itself. Yeah. And if we keep it that simple, then we realise why do we overcomplicate fucking investing? And you know, oh, should yeah. I? Or maybe I'll cancel it this week. And oh, maybe I'll oh, wait till <laughs> next month. And you know, just do what we need to do every day to to allow ourselves to be able to look back and be like, well, I did everything that I could. Yeah, man. It's, it's I think some it, days. It's still. It's sometimes it still won't work out right, and nah. you go fuck. You know. Nah, but and I think to be into investing or into, you know, buying property or whatever it is, to think that you're gonna have. I learned this a while ago. To think you're gonna go from like twenty years old to eighty years old without having something go wrong major at some point. I just feel like that's silly to think that. Yeah. Yeah, I've always thought, you know, like. Right, I left school in, in 2008 and I was like, I didn't really know what was going on. Started enjoying learning about it and stuff. And I always, I've always thought at some point in my life we're going to have a big one. So I'm like kind of already mentally prepared for it. Mm. I'm like, no, when it, when it comes, I don't know exactly when it's going to happen. It might, not, it might not happen until I'm 60. But if it does, I'll be like, I knew this was coming. Yeah. Just carry on. This is why you did everything else that you've done up until this point. Mm. <laughs> Go up and buy everyone's shit that they had to sell cheap. <laughs> yeah. And and with hindsight, we get to look back at it and go, "Wow, you know, you know." For for me, for instance, I can look back at the fact that I couldn't invest because I did dumb shit and was repaying debt. And then I finally get myself to a point where I'm like, fuck you, yeah, now we're back in the game, baby. Like, I've tidied up the demons, let's roll. And then it's like, yeah, sweet, mate, it's 2019. Yeah, you, you seem to really know what you're doing with this stuff again. And it's like, bang, <laughs> pandemic. I'm like, what the hell? And then I'm like, oh, but market's still going good. Like, we'll keep playing here. And then whack, you know, now we're into a potentially a lost decade or just fucking, I log in and I'm like, oh, there's 20% of that coin gone. <laughs> But, you know, if I looked back and was like, well, for fuck's sake, there's, there's no point in even, you know, doing any of this anymore because it's just, I always time it badly, then yeah. bang, you, 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 I'm going to end up a story of 65, I can't retire, you know, what, whatever, I've got all the same shit that I, in my 20s, I was battling with, that I was on the path to do if I just kept being a fuckwit, mm. you know, I was going to end up there anyway, but now I'm like, no, this is just 
that is not how it works. Like, Luke, you didn't tidy up your life and get rid of your debt and then go, cool, time to start slowly dollar cost averaging and investing now and it'll just be coast to the finish line and we'll give you some 15% gains every time. I'll throw in a couple of A2 milks every now and then as well just to really pump up your ego uh, and we'll time you a good zero, zero run. It's like, whack, cop this, now dickhead, uh, deal, deal with this. But if I had have been investing all through my 20s, I would have been in a completely different position mm. because I would have had this like false sense of Geez, man, from 2009, I was investing for 10 years and I am fucking good at this. But I couldn't because I was actually tidying up the fact that we started letting dickheads like myself get access to cheap debt. Mm. I also I also heard Warren Buffett speaking about Keep the Change the other day. Oh, geez, Buffett, what a guy. <laughs> he was, someone asked him, like, if you're a young person and we're going into this tough time, like, where do you put your, like, what do you invest in? And he said... Whether you're you're young, it's a tough time, it's a good time, whatever. People come here to, to hear me talk about investing and how to do it and things like that. And every year I say to them, the best thing you can do is work out how to increase your income. And he, I was like, oh shit. Did he actually say that? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And he said like, most people don't realise how big a return that is. Because... Um, you know, it's actually a lot easier for you on $100,000 a year to work out how to get to $110,000 a year yep. than go and find a 10% return somewhere. True. And we've all got the same hours in a week. Yeah. So it's not like you're you're doing eight days worth of shit to try and do it. We've all got the same time. So it's not like, you know, you're, you're going to work already. Figure out how to earn more while you do it. And I was like, oh, man. Buffett, he's been listening to the potty. He has. Yeah. Unless, there's a disclaimer, unless you are Jason Duncan, who left a comment on Instagram. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Clearly you guys don't know how hard it is for many of us low-paid workers doing crap jobs with profit. Over. I'm not even going to read the whole thing. Nah, nah, it's pretty, Jason. I just laughed at him. <laughs> Whoopsie, sorry. Jason, I've said, Jason, hey, mate, don't give up yet. Maybe you're just in a season. There's a stack of KTC content on earning extra income. Get stuck in. Mm. Like, don't give up. No matter where you are, where you're listening to this at the moment, you know, you've just said, okay, it's easy if I'm earning 100K to try and get to 110. You might be on uh, $16,000 a year. Yep. I always say take 10% of your income and because and, everyone can hopefully work out 10% of an income uh, and then... Except my partner, Taylor. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Taylor, if you need some help, you can Google calculator. Uh, and then... Go, right, well, actually, I'm going to put some tax on it if you're going to do it in a way that you, you're going to get taxed. And most of us probably are. Yep. So you want to try and times that again by another 30% so that you can increase that, or even times it again by another half. So you got your 16,000, okay, I want another 1,600, times it by half, another 800, boom. Now I've got my target. You know, that's your target that you're going to try and go after. Then you want to try and break it down into 12 months. Now that number still looks too big. I'm going to try and break it down into 52 weeks. But you've got to figure out, okay, how can I go and get that income in each of the 52 weeks? And, and, and we can all, like even if we don't do it, we can all subscribe to the challenge. Mm. And that's how your brain starts working the right way. Mm -hmm. And yeah, once man. you learn that process, that's when you say to me, it's easy to go from 100 to 110 because, yeah, it is. Like, I'm literally doing this process at the moment where I am going, 
okay, I'm gonna, I need to increase my income, so uh, little things over there, cool, I'm going to set a target of what I want that to return to me. Mm. And I'm going, and that needs to be after tax, or that needs to be pre-tax, et cetera. Yep, yep. And then what am I going to do with that? So like, I'm still practicing this stuff. Yeah, man, 100%, eh? Like, you can get like a, a, a loan and get a rental property that'll give you, you know, 30 grand a year or whatever, or you can keep stocking up your dividends that pay out 1.8% a year, and like nothing, nothing investment apart from yourself compare uh, sorry should i made a meal of that <laughs> nothing is comparable to yourself mm. like you are capable of going from fifty thousand dollars a year to a hundred thousand dollars a year that's double yep yeah it's really hard to do that in the stock market mm. oh you know? man i want to play you something then it's ongoing i want to play you something i hope i've still got it from yesterday i saw it last night it's so epic i don't know who this is because i don't follow basketball but listen to this shit uh, oh, Giannis or something calls out reporter and heated response. Check this shit out. Oh, yeah, this was awesome. A failure. <sighs> oh, my God. You asked me the same question last year, Eric. Do you get a promotion every year on your job? No, right? So every year you work is a failure. No. Every year you work, you work towards something, towards a goal. It's not a failure. It's steps to success. Michael Jordan played 15 years, won six championships. The other nine years was a failure. That's what you're telling me. It's a wrong question. There's no failure in sports. You know, there's good days, bad days. Some days some days you are able to uh, be successful. Some days you're not. Some days it's your turn. Some days it's not your turn. And that's what sports is about. You don't always win. We're going to come back next year, try to be better, try to build good habits, try to um, play better, not have a 10-day stretch with uh, playing bad basketball. You know, and hopefully we can win a championship and it's so good because I think what a lot of people do is they they hear you and I say you can go from 50 to 100k mm. and and we know that that's possible because we look at it in a lens of seeing people do it and so then we're like well, we mm. have to believe it right but what I think people do is they make the mistake of thinking oh so you mean over the next 12 months like no like think how long it took you to earn 50k mm. you, you might be 26 okay well it took you 26 years to get to 50k yeah 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 so then we want to make sure it don't take another 20 fucking six years to get to 100. Yeah. Like, that should be your identifier. Like, ha, huh, I never thought about it like that before. I'm whatever age, and it's taken me this many years to get to the point where someone's like, you know what, you're valuable enough or I'm going to pay you 70K. Yeah. You want to then go, well, sweet, I need to speed this journey up because I don't want it to take me all that time again. But people go... You mean in the next year? Oh, fuck you, man. You know, who, who do you think you are to, to say that? No one gets a 50 grand pay rise. No one gets 100% double or whatever. And you're like, what are you talking about, Dickie? It took you 26 years to get to the starting <laughs> yeah. point. That's actually a good point. I've never thought of it like that, but that is definitely one of the problems why people hate it when I say that shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you could say to them now, you can be like, okay, well, tell me how many years it took you to get to... Um, the current paycheck you yeah. got. And then say, sweet, so are you telling me you expecting it to take you that same time to double your income and I bet they'll be like uh, what are you, what are you I never thought about that yeah. yeah that's a really good way to look at it bang back with the value as always mate yeah it is your article here anything in here that we need to touch on um, I mean there's a couple of these are all big investor boys and you know some of them are against each other they're saying well basically we've had this this gigantic run right and this guy says you know <laughs> You do tend to see mean reversion after a 10 or 20 year run of it going up like a hockey stick in terms of the share market and housing and all this stuff. Um, but it doesn't mean you're going to lose an entire decade of performance. So, you know, I also found this this one last bit in here. And it's 
<laughs> Wikipedia, so it's one hundred percent true. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and it's talking about Japan and the the lost decade, and it's got a piece in here on social effects because you know this can sound doom and gloomy and things like that. Um, but it says while commentator economic commentators, we all know a few of those, tend to see stagnation as a negative phenomenon. Qualitative studies conducted in Japan show the opposite. There was a measurable increase in life satisfaction during the lost decades. So basically that'll be like happiness levels, um, are you satisfied with your work levels, all of these types of things, Mm. that because the share market and the real estate market was fucked for a decade, it doesn't mean that it made everyone unhappy. Because there might have been more motivated bosses because they've got to try and, you know, they're getting forced to pay bigger bills and wages, and so they're trying to look after their staff better. And, you know, there's all sorts of variables that can go into this stuff, and I think... Maybe one of them is that people aren't chasing the the shiny object of property and of the stocks and stuff and trying to get that. Literally, that's exactly right. So it's almost like we're forced to go back to, like, tradition of, like, you have to earn it, mate. Mm. (laughs) And it's like, and you know what happens when you do that? You learn a lot. And you get a sense of achievement when you do achieve it because you didn't just like chuck it in fucking a house and it just went up by double. Yeah. And you just got the money and then you rinse it because you didn't learn how to earn it. It's yeah. like winning lotto, right? So, yeah, I think it doesn't say that. I just <laughs> made this up. But I'm pretty sure that's what, what could be one of the good parts that happens in these times. Well, I think the challenge for all of us is that we aren't people us keep the change listeners and people that try to make change like we're not wanting to just have a lost decade like this is what happens there'll be a decade and people will look back and be like oh fuck that was a lost decade Mm. whereas we want to understand well not for me like I'm not participating in that okay economy's only growing at 0.25% each year not mine like you're going to increase your value you're going to figure out how to still keep your net worth growing Yeah, Uh, you're going to figure out how to stay fulfilled uh, happy you're not going to participate in the conversations people are like oh fuck man like you just cannot get ahead anymore or whatever you're like well actually here's the things that I've been doing over the last five years not the last mm. five days last five years yep and here's what I did maybe this could be a blueprint because you know we could still be in the same situation for the next five years yeah I think you want to wake up in 2030 and think about it and know that you'll be proud yeah that's the key mm. yeah look back and be like shit yeah look Fuck, share market's just only past the level of March 2020 again. But then you're like, fuck, I've, you know, I'm proud of what I did yeah. instead. Yeah. What a great place to be. We look in the mirror and go, thank you for the decisions that we made yesterday for the person I am today and for the person I'm becoming tomorrow. <laughs> I I'm done, mate. I don't even know how to follow that up. Bang. <laughs> don't even think we've got an outro either. But, geez, we go back to the start of uh, Ray and we'll get him to finish off. But if you start hearing about this lost decade team, Good, another challenge for us to go, fuck no, not for me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that will be people, oh, really? Like, oh, okay, well, there's no point trying anymore. Line them up, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey wants a lost fucking century. <laughs> hey, before you go to people, before oh. you get out of here, please leave a five-star review. We've gone past 1,000 reviews. That's so cool, eh? Yeah. And my goal is 5,000, so we've only got 4,000 to go. So 4,000 of you, because there's over 20... 5,000 people listening a Biggest month, month ever, April, eh? Yep. That's crazy. 25,000 Kiwis are listening to Keep the Change. Individual people. How good is that? Holy and some of them are in shit. like 
Australia, there's crazy countries. I'd run a little report the other day, Fiji, maybe on holiday or something. I don't know. But, hey, shout out Bulavanaka if you're over there in Fiji. <laughs> have a carver for me. I don't mind it. Yeah, it's just, mate, it is phenomenal. And I think by the time this goes out, we'll be into late May. So I hope uh, that there'll be even more people listening. We, you, could, you could fill up half of Eden Park. Jeez, for an episode, it, when you put it like that, yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, if you want to come to a live podcast at Eden Park, but I do. I have this vision, mate. I have this vision of like a keep the change day, mm. and we have uh, yourself on stage, myself, and then basically just some of the real GCs throughout this journey of the last few years. We've keep the change that are doing good shit and young people taking young people um, and, and anybody you know through to another place of, of financial betterment. So I think I've got that brewing away in me. Oh, exciting. Yeah, I don't know how big it is, but I think maybe it's one of those things that we have a crack at and just try it one year and then go, sweet, you know, what, is it, uh, what does it look like the following year? Cool. And there's one place that people can go once a year and really get their finances in order. And set themselves up to be like, sweet, I'm going to set some targets, I'm going to set some things, I'm going to tidy up, I'm going to go and get some access to some people that I'd never had before, I'm going to go and get around like-minded people, uh, I'm going to have a couple of tequila shots on the other side, and maybe even... Uh, Will we get drunk after this? Ah, look, you know, I don't want to... Actually, to be honest, I might get drunk before I talk. <laughs> <laughs> Outstanding. <laughs> hey, you do what you want, it's a safe space team, but maybe we'll try and get an alcohol sponsor or something yeah. so that we're, uh, we're not having to pay for it and save some cash. But anyway, we can spitball about that at some stage, but that is something that I've got uh, burning away inside me that I need to make happen at some stage. Exciting, mate. Nowadays, the structure of the markets and where everything is priced um, if, um, and done the normal way will give you probably a return in the vicinity... Of, with a lot of risk around it, of maybe in the vicinity of 4%, okay. 3%, 3%, 3%, 3%, 4%. Okay, something that might not equal inflation, probably it'll be very close, and then you have to pay taxes on it. Read 